of the great feasts of the church, the feast of the nativity of the mother of God. And of course, we also have with us the newly departed servant of God, Michael, uh, who we, we will sing the funeral service for tomorrow morning. And of course, having Michael here with us on this great feast day, and whenever we have the reality of death and, and the end of our life in front of us at any of these feast days, it's a very powerful reminder for us. And it helps us to remember the whole purpose of all of these feast days so that we can see clearly the work of God and so that we can know what this work has all been about. Because that's what it really is all about, making sure that we know that this is not the end. That's the important thing about all of these feast days, whether we remember anything else from this evening, to remember that all of it is so that this death, decay, is destroyed. And that's what we have in this feast day, a reminder that God works, and that God works with us, that there's this synergy, there's this relationship of, of the work of God that happens where mankind responds to the work of God in a way that is transformative. And that's why this feast, the Feast of the Nativity of the Mother of God, is the first one in the cycle of feasts in the, the liturgical year of the church. And in this feast, the hymns that we just sang, in fact, say that because of the nativity, joy is proclaimed to the universe. And it's important for us to remember joy even as we look upon death in all of its ugly reality. Joy. Joy is proclaimed in the universe. Well, why? Why is joy being proclaimed? Well, God created he created everything, all of the creatures, all of the birds of the air, all of the mountains, the trees, the grass, the flowers, everything was created for one reason, so that mankind can know and experience God. Man is created in fashion. Man sins. In sin, death and decay enter into the world. All of creation groans then, it says in the scripture, with the expectation that someday something will be different. And when the mother of God is born, when Mary is born of her parents, Joachim and Anna, something different has happened. The offering for all of mankind, the person who will stand for all of mankind before the Lord and say, yes, Lord, it's time for you to act. Yes, Lord, it is time for you to save us. Has finally entered the world. That's why joy is being proclaimed to the universe, because the person that our Lord would take his human nature from is finally present on the earth. And so something different, something special, something important is happening. And joy is being proclaimed to the universe because, as the rest of that hymn says, the curse is annulled. A blessing has been bestowed. Death has been destroyed. And we are given eternal life. That is what is happening. That is what is beginning by Mary being born and by the person, again, who would be the, the bearer of God, who would usher in with the power and grace of the Holy Spirit the, the incarnation, which
which of course will lead to the death and the resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. It begins with Mary being present on the earth. And so on this day, joy is proclaimed to the universe because all of that sin is finally being offered in Mary and saying, Lord, help us. Lord, help us. And in this feast, when we see and are thankful for the presence of Mary being in the world so that she will later then say those words, yes, Lord, to our Savior, we have the reminder as well that it's not just Mary who is able to work with God. It is not just Mary who offers herself and is then transformed and transfigured as every single one of us. In the incarnation, in Christ taking on everything that it is to be human, he has the ability then to change all of us if we work with him. If we, like Mary, offer ourselves to God and say, yes, Lord, work with me, work for my salvation. And how do we do that? Well, remember Christ says uh, in response to those who shouted out, blessed is the womb that bore you. He said, well, blessed rather are those who hear the word of God and keep it. He wasn't saying, no, Mary isn't blessed, because she heard the word of God and kept it more fully and more strongly than likely any of us will ever be able to do. But we are given the, the example and are told that we can be blessed as well by, keeping the, by hearing the word of God and keeping it. And then we work with God for our salvation. We make our offering to God, and we are then ourselves transformed, and we are reminded that this is not the last word. That though we die, yet we shall live, as we know in the scriptures. And so we look upon death and its reality, and yet we hear joy proclaimed to the universe. Because, brothers and sisters, Mary has been born, and because she is present, won't be long, Christ himself will be present. Christ himself will annul the curse. Christ himself will bestow the blessing. Christ himself will destroy death. Christ himself will grant us life everlasting. And that's the reminder that we need. And in that, we can have joy even in the face of death. Glory to the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit.